Hello and welcome to the weekly message podcast from Crozet United Methodist Church in Crozet, Virginia. We invite you to join us in person any Sunday for our contemporary service at 9.30 a.m. or for a more traditional service at 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org for further information. We hope you enjoy this week's message from Crozet UMC. And let us hear these words from the Gospel account of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 5 through 15. And Jesus said, Whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then in this way, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. This is the word of God for the people of God. Please be seated. And before we begin like to invite us to take this moment and center ourselves in prayer. Will you pray with me? Lord, we hear once more your miraculous teaching, the way in which your words were not only true then, but they are true now, and they will be true for all time. We thank you for the gift of prayer, that divine connection that allows those of us here on earth to reach up into the highest heavens and speak to you our truth and receive yours back. We pray that this time will help to edify and encourage us, to enrich us and empower us to use prayer as you intended, not that we might be seen and appreciated, and not that we might simply have our way, but that your will will be done in us and through us. May it be so, almighty God. In your holy name we pray. Amen. So throughout Lent, you're also going to have the opportunity to engage by these inserts that you'll find in your bulletin. This is similar to what we did in Advent. Advent and Lent are connected not only liturgically, but practically and spiritually. And so inside your bulletin, you will find this prayer sheet that not only contains the scripture that I just read for you, but it contains a little bit of an explanation and a little encouragement there. And then you can try it for yourself, which is always the exciting part. You can try for yourself this mode of prayer. And so today you heard in the gospel account of Matthew how Jesus equips us by giving us the Lord's Prayer. Or depending on what background you come from, some of you might have been raised to call it Our Father. However you call it, as long as you call it, Jesus would say, we love this prayer because it actually binds Christians together. There are so many Christians in the world that if we all diligently learn this prayer and were to pray it maybe just once a day, 
then you can be assured that somewhere in the world there is another Christian praying it. Now, they may not be praying it in the same language. They may not be praying it in the same dialect or with the same accent that you pray. But, and they're certainly not all praying it in English. But they are engaging in this gift. Not only because Jesus gave it to us, but because it connects us. At its core, the Lord's Prayer is brilliantly communal. That is, unless you do have the habit of talking about yourself in the royal third person, we, then maybe it is just you. But for the rest of us who don't go around doing that, we like to remember that we are not alone in our faith journey, that there are others who are going through similar trials and tribulations. There are others that are striving to be good disciples. There are others in the world that are seeking God's guidance and presence and reassurance. And so we use this gift in order to encourage us to be connected by the gift of prayer. Now, like me, sometimes when I grew up, it, prayer got boring. And I will give you that. Prayer can get boring. If you always do the same thing the same way, some of us find that comfortable and others of us find that to be just reiterating. And so therefore, it gets very boring and dull. However, the best way to pray is to pray about what is going on right now. Who are you today? What are you experiencing? And what is it that you need? The brilliance of the Lord's Prayer is that it addresses all of these things. It follows the basic form that we know as the collect in liturgical scholarship. It opens up with a title, a name of God, and then it proceeds to say how wonderful God is. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. We honor and glorify and celebrate your holy name. And then it will proceed from there. So one of the ways that this equips us to do our own prayer is, one, it's helpful to direct your prayer to whomever you are praying to, whether you are praying to God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, God the Trinity, or just God in general. However you want to pray, you are empowered to use your favorite or whatever is most applicable to this moment, title or name for the God, and then you proceed from there. Talk about something wonderful about God. You don't want to just rush in with God. Let me give you my list of complaints. That doesn't really inspire a relationship now there, does it? It's like, oh boy, Sarah's calling again, and this is going to be long. Her complaints are many. That would not be a good way to pray. Instead, you want to focus on the relationship. The gift of prayer that Jesus gave to his apostles was this. He knew that he would not always be with them in the same way, that the time would come when he would no longer be visible or tangible in the same way. He would die and resurrect and ascend to heaven as revealed in our largest mirror back here and that when he was gone they would need a way to stay in touch can you imagine if you had a, a beloved family member or your best friend or someone with whom you've been in a really good relationship say i'm getting ready to move to the opposite side of the world and i just wanted you to be aware that i'm leaving and you said well that's great i hope i never get to talk to you again I hope that you won't, you know, connect with me on social media. I hope that you won't give me a, a phone number that will work for you. And, you know, I hope that uh, you would never give me an email so that I can continue to stay in contact. And don't even bother with a mailing address because that's just not even happening. Instead, we look for ways to stay connected. It's part of right relationship. When we love someone, we want to be connected with them. Jesus not only wants us to be connected, Jesus wants to be connected. And so Jesus gave them this gift and gave them the prayer and encouraged them by precept and example to pray. He showed them how it should be done. He took time as God the Son to go off and connect via prayer to God the Father. 
and encourage them to do the same thing, to show them how it should be done. And he prayed when he was tired. He prayed when he was beaten down by the abuse that he suffered by other people. He prayed when he was scared. He prayed when he was joyful. He prayed when he wanted God to be glorified. Jesus prayed a lot to show us how to pray. And sometimes in the busyness and the monotony, we will let our prayer life go. And then guess what happens? Something horrible goes on in our life, and that's when we decide to pick up the telephone and call God again. Hey, remember me? And God's like, yes, where you been? A little busy. Yes, but I noticed that you need me now, and you have come home to roost, right? That's not the way you want to start your relationship. You want your relationship to be one that is deeply tied and profound. You want your relationship with God to be constant so that God is even able to steer you clear of tragedy. If you are using prayer regularly, you actually have the ability sometimes to have God guide you around potential missteps. You have the ability to allow God to bring you the Holy Spirit to keep you from doing things that you might otherwise have done that would cause even bigger tragedy in your life. That's why prayer is so vital to us. It's God telling us how things should be done and that God loves us even in the midst of a world filled with brokenness and sin, a world that is so not like heaven that we need a continual meal where we can find grace and forgiveness because we are not the people that God wants us to be. We are a people that still visit our sinful inclinations in the world. We are a people that love our will more than we follow God's. We are a people that experience pain and suffering, which is not what God wanted for us. And so prayer is vital to a disciple who chooses to walk the path of Jesus Christ, to follow that path, not just into a bright and beautiful future, but all the way into the kingdom to come. And so Jesus equips us with the Lord's Prayer. And there was a time when everybody knew the Lord's Prayer. I had dozens of kids up here at 9.30. And I was like, so there was this prayer that Jesus taught us. Do you know it? And some of the kids were like, uh, maybe. I was like, okay. It starts off like this. Our Father, pregnant pause. And then the, someone said, the one in heaven? Yes, keep going. Keep going. And some of them knew it. But do you know where the children that knew it were? And so that the ones in the pew know it and the ones in the front don't, we need to be saying it more. It's not just us teaching children, it's us saying it. And it's the perfect prayer. It's a perfect prayer to pray before a meal because give us this day our daily bread and ta-da, there it is. It's a perfect prayer to pray when we've done something wrong because it says, help us to forgive our debtors or those who trespass against us, depending on the, the English version we prefer. Help us to forgive people who trespass because we want to be forgiven when we do things wrong. Not, God, forgive me of everything and hold her accountable. No, it's a modeling forgiveness. And it's important because it reminds us through the communal language, our bread, our father, our debts, our trespasses, that we are a community of faith. We are more than just any one person. It's not okay to think that we have a great relationship with God and everything else is bad. It's not okay. God calls us to be in community. 
I don't know that anybody has ever argued that Jesus couldn't do Jesus without the 12. In fact, sometimes if you read the gospel accounts, Jesus might have done Jesus better without them. But Jesus chose them. He chose to be in community with them. He chose them when he knew some would doubt. He chose them when he knew some would run away terrified. He chose them when he knew one would betray him. He chose them in all of their faults and in their failures. He picked them to be in this experience, in this journey. And he chooses us today. God has chosen you and continually chooses you. Even on those days and those prolonged periods when you don't choose God, God still chooses you. And the more that we use prayer, the more that we are choosing God. And we are sustained to continue that relationship. The problem is that life gets very busy. You know, it moves very fast. In fact, there was a, there was a wonderful young man by the name of Ferris Bueller who said, if you don't stop every now and then look around, you're going to miss it. That's how fast life moves. And so that's why prayer keeps us tethered. It keeps us grounded to the one who is our firm foundation, to the one who is our rock and our redeemer. Otherwise, we can get washed away. We can wander off that way. We fail to stay grounded in Jesus Christ. So we need him. You know, one of the best things when I was trying to figure out this morning what to do with my little huggable Jesus is that I was telling some of the children that, have you ever noticed that you get fidgety? Even adults do this, right? You get fidgety, right? How many times have you started off praying and then you ended up on a to-do list and a grocery list? It's okay. It's a very confessional time right now. It happens, right? And so sometimes having something to keep you focused is important, right? Keeps you focused. What is in my hands? It's Jesus. Oh, yeah, I'm talking to you right now. It keeps you focused on what you're supposed to be doing. That's why some people write their prayers. They write them down. Sometimes we just need to block out everything. I thought it was pretty genius of Jesus to say, don't be like those people that want to be viewed when they pray. I mean, you've seen those people, right? They're in the, the, the restaurant and they're like, silence! We're praying. And you're like, okay. I don't know that I needed you to yell before you prayed. I hope you're asking for forgiveness. That was loud. It's slightly rude. Instead, Jesus says it's not like that. It's about your intention. What are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to be connected with God? Are you trying to use prayer to make you better? Are you trying to use prayer to lay aside the things that have gotten between you and God and other people? Or are you trying to use prayer to get some, you know, some love from other people, to get people to appreciate who you are and what you're doing? And the thing is that as we continue to grow in our prayer life, people tell me all the time, I don't want to pray. I'm not good at it. Well, you're talking to me. I think you can do a great job. Prayer is a conversation. It is us speaking to God and pausing to hear response. We have to let God speak back. Can you imagine if you went to call your parent and all you did was spew on for about 12 minutes and then hang up the phone? Love, love, love you too. It's a dialogue. It's a conversation. And at, the more that we pray to God, and you can pray very simply. As I've said before, I had over a year, two different seminary classes in how to pray. I don't expect you to pray like me. And some of you, frankly, pray better than me. And so here's the deal. You pray how you are. When I get up in the morning at 530, they are not beautiful prayers. 
In fact, some of them begin like this. Just a cup of coffee, God. Just give me a cup of coffee, and then we'll talk. And sometimes they go something like this. You know, God, it's 5.30 in the morning. It's 5.30, and I can already hear my phone buzzing with the stuff that I missed last night. And so I need you to give me the strength to get done what you want me to get done today. And if there's time and energy and some divine inclination, will you help me get done what I need to get done to? Will you give me some priorities? Will you help me have the strength or the endurance to do what I need to do? But sometimes that prayer is very honest and raw, okay? And now I'm going to have the coffee, and then we're going to do the things. And I'll see you after the next cup of coffee, God, because we're honest in our prayer. Don't pray as if you want to put on a veneer of perfection because God sees through it. The same God that knows that you need food knows who you are and loves you just as you are. That's the most beautiful thing. You can be more naked and vulnerable in your prayers to God than you can be with anyone, even yourself. You can say things to God that you would never want said out loud. You can tell God things that you don't want anyone to hear. And God will not only receive them, but love you even as you say them. And afterwards, what a gift is that? How many times have you been speaking to someone that you love so deeply, and then in the middle of what you're saying, you think to yourself, they might not feel the same way about me after I say this. This might change things. With God, it changes things. God shows you more love. God gives you more grace. God will lead you to a more beautiful place of forgiveness, the more open and honest you are, because that means that you want to be engaged with God's grace. You want God to do something wonderful for you. And then God says, do you remember this relationship that we've gotten going here? This beautiful thing that we've cultivated through our time together and our experiences and our conversation. I would love for you to share that with somebody else. Somebody who doesn't know that I am always with them and for them. Someone who doesn't believe that they can be forgiven and redeemed. Somebody who thinks that they have already used up all of their chances and there's no more grace for them. Prayer gives us the ability to share what is most precious, and that is Jesus Christ. Our prayer life leads us into new things. It helps us to be better than we were, and it helps us to be there for other people. And there are so many times where we could be praying, but instead we're, we're using our words to be seen or we're trying to overcome with our verbosity, but instead we could be praying together. So the next time you're feeling at a loss for words or you're feeling completely overwhelmed, it's a perfect time to say, you know what, let's pray. And people say, who's praying? And you're going to go, I'm going to pray. And you're going to pray the Lord's Prayer. Because nothing will center you back in the one who came to bring you home like his prayer. May we learn it. May we use it. And maybe we give it to others. May it be so. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you found the message meaningful and we invite you to join us in person as we gather for worship at Crozet United Methodist Church every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org to learn about ways you can connect with God and your neighbors through the ministries of Crozet UMC. Have a great week.